0: Welcome, everyone. Yep, we're back. We're back, and this is the Dr. Pat Show. This is a live show. Uh, we want to thank every one of you out there that's kind of been waiting uh, patiently for us to be back with the streaming. And we want to thank everybody at BBS Radio for, you know, pushing all the right buttons and making this work. I'm Dr. Pat Basili, I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By, and what we call this hour, this is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. This is about knowing that you don't have to be a monk, you don't have to be in a monastery to have the life that you desire. And we have got a fabulous show for you today. Let me just tell you right out of the gate, it's also a call-in show. So you'll understand why in a minute, but let me just say that my guest... Is Bentie Hansen and we are together producing a show for you to kick off this new year. Uh, Bente is an energy healer, a channeler, a spiritual counselor, author, workshop facilitator. She has written several books and I'm honored to be here uh, with her today to talk about many things, to talk about 2007 and more and, and actually most importantly to talk about the new world of self-healing. Venti, thank you so much for joining the show today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's great to be speaking with you once again and to also be working with this medium of the Internet. Isn't it fabulous? I mean, uh, let's just take
0: what happened as a way to kick off the show. Uh, you, you know, you and I were, were here. We were waiting patiently. Um, the folks at BBS radio, they were working through the process over and over again. And in these moments, every single one of us, every single one of us involved in this, including our listeners, were at this place of choice, how we respond to what goes on around us in the world. Isn't this a great
1: example to really kick off this show with? it really is Dr Pat because we are faced with choice every day and most of us tend to react reflexively or you know in ways that we have always reacted and yet when we choose to react in a different way then the outcomes can be very different from what we anticipate and you know this this tiny little uh, glitch with the streaming was a wonderful opportunity for you and I and for the people at BBS to communicate on another level and also for our Listeners to 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 do other things and to wait patiently. And And I want to just
0: and and I love the way you've just said that. It's because we're here waiting patiently. And you know, as we kick off this year, Benti, you and I were talking while we were waiting. We were having a great conversation, catching up, and I was sharing with you um, uh, all of the emails that I've received from everyone regarding two thousand and seven regarding the energy of the planets and the movement in 2006, and most of my listeners know that my birthday is in December and that I'm a Sagittarian, and so I get the emails about Jupiter moving into Sagittarius and what that means and, you know, am I doing okay and how all this is working out. And I didn't really think much of it, except recently feeling that at this time in life, This is such a place for us to step forward and trust. This process that we just went through, you and I went through, and the folks at BBS, wasn't this truly about trust and faith and
1: knowing that we would get this stream working and be right here with you? Absolutely. And the more you work with trust, the more things work out. And, you know, we all know this, but many of us are reluctant to live this way because we have a thing called fear now you know when the um, the minor glitches started earlier on I don't think that you were worried I know I wasn't worried and the people at BBS were very confident that the problem would be resolved fairly easily and trust is a big issue for most of us because we've learned to not trust we've learned that the person next door may not be trustworthy we've learned that uh, Salespeople people are not trustworthy. We've grown up in an environment where it's the exact opposite. And I believe that we are coming into a time where we are being forced to learn to trust. Whether or not we like it, we, we've been given so many opportunities to practice trusting. And the more opportunities that come to us, the easier it will become for us to trust that things will work out okay.
0: Well, I love the conversation we're having, and I want to just remind everyone, you are listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm here with author, presenter, uh, transformative uh, facilitator, Bente Hansen, and we're talking about many things today, but I want to introduce you to... Her new book, and it's, it's called The New World of Self-Healing, and you're gonna hear us talk about the book, and we'll also make sure that you get Bentie's website to find out more about what she's doing. You know, in your book, and, and you and I, I was, we were kind of laughing about this when we were waiting to come on, and, you know, I said to you that I had picked up your book, and I had read it once because you and I have been on air before, but I've kept kind of going back to it because there are sections in the book, that I've had to, you know, really read over and over and over and over again. And you know, there's one uh, uh aspect of the book that you talk about which I want to really bring up because many people are saying that this year is about letting go, it's about shedding skin. And there's a there's a part in the book where you talk about this idea of snakes and how they readily shed their skin. And human beings, on the other hand, we love our attachments. So given this dilemma, how can we become more (laughs) snake-like
1: as we move forward this year? Look, this is a common question that I hear from many of my clients. And what I say to them is a saying that I've heard that's well-known in Alcoholics Anonymous, and that is, fake it till you make it. Uh Uh-huh. In other words, you just pretend that you're doing it. And even if it doesn't feel comfortable, you just sort of say, I'm doing it. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Um, and this involves two very important uh, areas of, um, of mental activity. The first one, of course, is worrying. We worry so much, and that's what oh. creates our attachments. And the other one is regret. We always have regrets about things that We didn't do right or we could have done better or so on. And so part of letting that skin go and and trusting that everything is going to be okay is to let go of the worry and to let go of the regret. It's tough. Believe you me. It's tough. And my husband and I were talking about this very thing last night And, and all I could say to him was that you just continue practicing it. You keep doing it. You keep faking it till you make it and then one day all of a sudden you realize you're there and there is no other way to describe it I've had a lot of my clients say the same thing that it's it's a tough journey that it doesn't feel right that no matter how hard they try they're not giving it and one day suddenly everything falls into place there's no magical formula for doing it it's just about the persistence the patience and the trusting that what you're doing is going to get you to a space where you feel calm within. So that's about the the best answer I can give on that one, Dr. Pat, because that's my own experience and it's the experience of many of my clients.
0: Well, and I think that worry is a word that is so common to so many people. I think everybody listening to this show can definitely relate to that word. And to be at a place where we don't let the outside circumstances, certainly don't let... Uh, you know, electronic equipment, as we, you and I have just experienced, you know, get us to be in some aroused emotional, uh, you know, discomfort. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we could have, you and I and uh, the folks at PBS, we could have all had a totally different response to this. And then, lo and behold, what would have that outcome have been?
1: And how, been... In... go ahead. It would have been very different. Um, yes. It was really interesting for me to hear the, the, pe- the folks at BBS talking about being kind to the machine. You know, this is, it's, a very, it's a very powerful lesson. And that is whatever you are working with, you treat it with respect, not with hatred or anger or resentment. Because when you respect the machine, the machine will eventually work for you.
0: And we are talking about energy. I mean, one of the things I wanted to get to was to talk with you and and make sure that our listeners are introduced to the fabulous work that you're doing. And for those of you just tuning in uh, on the Dr. Pat Show, Bente Hansen is my guest today. And we're talking about the new world of self-healing. And, you know, part of what you've just talked about, I can't help but think that one of the first things that all of us, you know, could benefit from learning is how to be a heck of a lot kinder, not just with each other, but with ourselves. What did you have in mind when you decided, or if this book was channeled, what was it that really brought the vision and the mission uh, to, to the pages for you on writing in, in writing this book?
1: It's, it was something from within. And I, did, I really didn't have any intention of writing a book. But it all came about because I realized I had so much information on healing. Over the years I've learned from my clients that my clients are the best teachers I can ever have. And combine that with my friends who are in non-physical form or spirit, who have also been my teachers, it's just like I had so much information that I thought, hang on, this is not for me alone to be giving to clients one-on-one. This is to be shared so that people can see that they too can become empowered to take responsibility for their own wellness. Um, And I guess what really clinched it for me was when I arrived in the US, I didn't know a soul and I spent the first month traveling around California, going to different sites where my spirit guides would tell me to go and I would do energy work on the earth. But no matter where I went in the US, you know, I'd always have to go to a cafe or restaurant to have a meal. Or if I was at a tourist destination or something, I would always hear people having their conversations. Not that I would consciously eavesdrop, but, you know, people talk loudly. And the common thing I heard time and again was people talking about their medications, about their illnesses, about their physicians, about the diagnostics of ill health. And it became apparent to me very quickly that there is a strong focus here in the U.S. on illness and that runs very counter to my own experience of creating wellness. And so I guess that also was fused into the creation of the book so that people who really want to be well can use my book as a resource or a reference for creating wellness in different areas of their life.
0: Now you just mentioned that, and, and let me make sure I get this right. That uh, you you credit a lot of the book to what you call your non-physical uh, friends or non-physical beings, and I think it's worth a conversation to really talk about that uh, to uh, with our with our listeners and let them know exactly what you mean by that.
1: Oh, you know, how do you define something that you cannot see? And I guess I'd like to begin by quoting a friend of mine who said a number of years ago that this friend of mine said, he said, I believe in Jesus. I can't see Jesus. I've never seen Jesus. I've only seen pictures of Jesus. But I believe that the energy of Jesus is very strong and I believe that he's a a man who creates miracles and so on. And, And it's the same with this thing that we call God. There is something there outside ourselves. And so, because I underwent a, um, a personal transformation at the age of forty two when i um, I left a very abusive relationship, I very quickly began my own healing journey and i being highly intuitive, I sensed energy around me, and sometimes it would feel like there was a tingling along one side of the body, sometimes I could feel as though I was being comforted and and I was very curious about these things, these sensations that I was feeling that I couldn't explain. Okay. And, and gradually in my spiritual searching I, was, I came to a stage where I was doing a lot of meditation and I was also guided to do energy healing. And over a period of time I got to know these different energies and I recognized that everything is energy and my spirit friends or my spirit teachers are just energy. And different ones have different energy vibrations or signatures, and so they would come into my healing room. Um, you know, and I'm I'm really going ahead now on this one here. But they would come into my healing room when I was working with clients, and uh, I've had some interesting, interesting spirits come in, including one delightful Chinese doctor, Wong Chai, his name was, and he would teach me, and I would hear the words as I was working on clients but he could teach me using traditional Chinese medicine language, uh, which I didn't fully understand. But it was, quite, it was quite a learning curve for me to look at the human body in a different way. And mind you, I had never referred to any traditional Chinese medicine in regular textbooks. I got my teaching from this beautiful, delightful gentleman. And But my greatest teachers were the ones who came in when was it? It was early 2000 and and I recognized there was a vibration in my healing room that I had never encountered before it felt very powerful my whole body felt as though it was being lit up just in their presence and so the first thing I did was communicate with them telepathically which is something that I had learned to do during my meditations they assured me they were from the light and that they wanted to be my teachers and I went yeah that sounds good because I'd had a few different teachers by then. And then they stipulated two conditions to my learning. The first of these conditions was that I stopped reading books. Now you try and tell somebody who's loved reading since, you know, the age of three that you couldn't read a book, but nevertheless I said I agree and it was tough at first but I I came to understand why and the other condition was that i no longer attend any classes or workshops in other words they were to be my exclusive teachers they and of course my clients so i agreed to these two conditions and in time i came to see why the first one of the first reason for this is that the information that they provided was very clear it didn't it wasn't able to be corrupted or or twisted or skewed by someone else's words. It was their teaching direct to me and I really came to appreciate the clarity of that. The other benefit that I, I got out of the whole experience and I'm still getting out of it, is that it saved me a heck of a lot of money. It really has saved me thousands of dollars. And, um, and I've come to learn and trust what they teach because they would guide clients to me and I would be learning as I would be working on clients doing energy work. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's been a long, slow, very solid progress. And, and I would learn showing me things, uh, giving me words, and then of course I would go away and meditate. And uh, thank you so much for sharing
0: that, um, with our lit- listeners because, you know, we started this show out talking about trust. Whether you want to frame that in the, of, uh... planetary movement astrology whatever that might be spirituality but that's the way we started a conversation and uh... and and we're we're back to the conversation about trust again because for you to be asked to uh... stop doing some things that you loved and to have the trust that the way you were going to be guided would be so profound and be able to help so many people was a
1: giant leap of faith wasn't it at some it level. It was huge. It was huge. And believe you me, I was the the real sceptic. Because I had been brought up as we all as we've all been brought up to believe that everything has to be scientifically proven. You have to have validation, you have to have correlations. And and I was also very much in my mind, you know, my I was at that stage learning to come more from the heart centre. But nevertheless my mind really controlled a lot of my beliefs and a lot of my actions. Mm-hmm. And um, through their teaching, I've had to, I've, I've come to be, become totally heart-centered. Well, I've, it doesn't mean I've stopped thinking. But along the way, to get back to my being a skeptic, I would seek verification. I would ask questions a lot and I would be given the answers. And the, if the answers would come in different ways. And whenever I really became very, very doubtful, I would say to them, "Give me the proof, show me. And without fail, my phones I had two phones, one on the landline and the cell phone line, both of those phones would start ringing. And I would have client after client after client telling me about what had happened to them as a result of the energy work, and how they'd had they'd gone to see a doctor and everything had shown up, you know medically, that I had said would happen. And so basically, what I was coming to see is that the teaching that I was receiving was very powerful, and it was also highly effective, and people were valuing it. And it eventually got to the stage, and this is quite funny because I would always ask questions. You know, no matter how we talk about trust and patience. Yes, I had I've had to learn patience, and I'm not still as good as I'd like to be. (laughs) You both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would become impatient with the process and uh I would sort of say to them, look, you know, I want to, I want, what's coming next, Guna? And I would ask more and more questions and then one day, because I, I, I can hear them very clearly, I was told, stop questioning. You are impeding the flow. That stopped me questioning. Well, you don't get any more direct than that.
0: It's, <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I'm saying. It's like stop questioning. You are impeding the flow, and mm-hmm.
1: and and, and mm-hmm.
0: I, I have to tell you, Benti, that uh, I've had uh, you know conversations with a number of listeners, different people over the past three to four weeks, and uh, you know we've been talking about the expansiveness of what some are calling an explosive year, and actually two years, 2007 and 2008. And at the oh, same yeah. time, yeah, people are 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 calling and saying, "My life is coming apart. I used to have faith. I used to believe, and now those beliefs, that level of trust, I am being challenged at every
1: level of my life. Why? <laughs> I got to ask <laughs> well, you that. Let me tell you what happened, Rod. Uh, during the uh, the holiday season, I I connected with a dear friend in Arizona, and I haven't spoken with her for more than six months. And in the middle of our conversation, she asked me, what is 2007 going to be like? 2007 going to be like? And I said, what do you mean? She says, what do you see for for the USA for 2007? Now, as you mentioned earlier, Dr. Pat, I do channel. And these words came out of my mouth. I had no prior concept or thought around them. First of all, I got that 2007 was going to be a year of turmoil you know that that in itself is enough to raise the red flags it's going to be a year of turmoil because a lot of things that we as a society believe to be truth is going to be shown to be untruth mm. or lies or deceptions and a lot of this is going to come from levels higher than the ordinary person so there's, in other words there's a lot of deception that's going to be uncovered in 2007 as well as that i the, the i will have the information very clearly that people's faith and religion would not be able to help them because most faiths and religions also have lies and deception. In other words, as my spirit guides told me many years ago, the truth is going to be revealed. Now once we find out that a lot of the things that we call truth really isn't the truth, it's going to create mayhem in people's lives. People are going to say, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know who to believe. And it's going to um, bring about an opportunity for profound inner growth. And with that, I believe, an opportunity for people to become self-empowered and to listen to their own voice, their own inner truth, not what someone else says is the truth. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Well, it does make do? sense
0: to me, because it really does represent the dichotomy. I mean, it really represents the, the idea of contrast, as we hear so many people talk about. It really brings to the table this idea of being in the joy and the despair, almost, uh, you know, t- together, simultaneously, in some aspects, and having to choose for oneself where does one want to be in the conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and if I go back to my non-physical friends and what they've said time and time again as I've channeled, and that is in order for us to really evolve and become an enlightened an enlightened society, we have to go through a change process. Change is not comfortable. Facing one's demons is painful, but it's all part of the process and ultimately there becomes more calm within as she goes through this process now a lot of a lot of people have already started this process and are well on the way but there are also many within our society who are not yet ready to start or who are just barely starting and for them it's going to be very uncomfortable
0: and that's the sense that uh, I think people were trying to tell me you know I get to talk to a lot of different people and I get a lot of uh, feedback from folks and there's this idea, and, and I, I'm trying to remember who, who talked to me today, but someone I talked to me today said, said it kind of like this. For those people that have been, quote, doing their work, and I really didn't have time to get clarification on that, but have done their work, this year will be uh, an opportunity to, to take their consciousness to the next level. For those that, quote, have not done their work, they will be very, very, very uncomfortable. And we'll have to choose whether or not they're willing to take that next step to really look at a next uh, a, a new
1: level for humanity. Actually, that that has been that is expressed beautifully, and it's what I've understood to be the case. My um, non-physical friends have actually said that in time there will be two realities existing side by side and it will be like there's, there's, they exist side by side, but they don't even mesh or connect in any way. With the one one group of the people, or spiritually aware people, they're the ones who live in a higher vibration, and the others who choose not to live in a different vibration. It's not that one is good or one is bad, it's just that there are, there are going to be two different vibrations functioning and operating on the earth for a while. And we are really coming to that time where people are going to have to make up their minds which way they're going.
0: Well, you know, I, I love this conversation. I want to re- uh, just let everyone know you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. I'm Dr. Pat Basili. My guest today is Benty Hansen. We're talking about many things, but the, most of this uh, you can um, uh, check out in her new book, the new World of Self Healing." This book is a powerhouse and and i 'll read a little bit from it in a minute. but I want to invite each and every one of you out there that are listening to the show if you 've got a question, if you want to connect with betty, if you 'd like her to help you get some guidance, some clarity about your life, this would be the time to do it. Our friends here at b b f have a toll free number which is one eight eight excuse me one eight seven seven eight seven six 5227, that's 877-876-5227. Phone lines are open. This is a live show. And if you call in now, uh, we will make sure we get your questions on the air and you'll be able to connect with Benti. especially if you're at a place in your life where you're a little unsure, where the ground is not feeling as solid as it's been, or if you're at a place where you're ready to go to the next level of consciousness, if you're ready to really step into that place of trust, we are uh, creating an invitation for you to get some help. You don't have to do this alone. And, you know, Bente, that's what uh, you know. I built my show on. Uh, it's it from the very first day that um, it felt so right to be doing radio. It was with this notion, with this sense of helping people, because we don't have to take this journey alone, do we?
1: Absolutely not. It's, it's really important that we learn to accept that we are a community, and ironically, we have been brought up to believe that we are separate. Each of one, each, of Every one of us is an individual and we often feel very alienated and isolated within society. And I, I see this a lot in my clients, and I'm sure that you hear this too, Dr. Pat, that it's, it's not easy to trust other people. But once we start the process, then we learn that our sense of community, our sense of belonging is in actual fact what helps us. Survive. And uh, yeah, you know, anybody who's on this journey, we're all, we're all on a journey, you know, we're all, the way I see it, we are all trying to make sense out of a crazy world. And the more we can support one another, the stronger that energy of um, consciousness becomes.
0: You know, one of the things that you're talking about really leads me back to the title of your book. And, you know, before we talk about that, I wanted to uh, ask you if you wouldn't mind giving out your website for people to find out more about you uh, and more about the work that you do and how they can contact you. Why don't we do that now?
1: Sure, absolutely. I'd love to. My website is www.dynamicenergyhealing.net dynamicenergyhealing.net. And even if you just do a Google search um, on my name, Bente Hansen, B-E-N-T-E-H-A-N-S-E-N, you will find me. I can guarantee you.
0: Well, one of the things is that uh, I hope people do find you so that you know each and every one of us can prepare ourselves for uh, the, the next level of life, the next level for humanity. Uh, the title of your book, The New World of Self-Healing, I mean, the title alone Awakening the Chakras, Rejuvenating Your Energy Feel, the title alone really just begs questions around this, this idea of a new world, a new world of self-healing. Just the notion of self-healing opens up the door yeah. for exploration.
1: Of course it does. You know, we have allowed ourselves to become disempowered because whenever we have anything slightly wrong within our bodies, what do we do? we immediately go to the doctor or we go to a, a healing practitioner, or a chiropractor or, or somebody else. We, in other words, we ask somebody else to diagnose what is wrong with us to fix, fix us up. Mm-hmm. It's a very broad statement but the bottom is there is always an expert out there who knows more about the human body than you and I do. There is always someone who has the expertise and the knowledge and so in my book, what I describe very clearly is the is an energy model that I've been shown by my friends, my non-physical friends. And this energy model exists in absolutely everything. And so in having this energy model described, what I've attempted to do in the book is to say to people, this is how your energy system works. This is what is damaging to it. And this is what you can do to heal it. It really is that simple. Because I don't have the time to go out and learn all the medical science jargon and to do the the diagnostics on my own body. But if I understand what's happening in my body energy-wise, and I'm understanding how I'm creating some of the illness myself, then I can understand and work with creating a wellness. It's a different way of looking at our body. It's, it's through an energy system. And um, I believe that I've covered it fairly. One of the biggest things that um, my my teachers have shown me is the damage that we do to our energy system on a daily basis. And we do it through you know, exposing ourselves to a lot of toxins and there are ways that we can reduce the amounts of tox- toxins that we're exposed to, but also our thoughts and our emotions can be highly toxic. And these are all energy. And so when we begin to become aware of the power of our beliefs, our emotions, and our thoughts, and we can see how they are actually damaging us, we can then begin to change how we operate. Now let me give you an example, if I may. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, My mother, who is in her... um, God, she's in her 80s now. For years and years, used the phrase "my back is killing me," ah. and every time she would say that, I would sh- I would shudder and I would say, "Please don't say that," for obvious reasons, because ultimately that is where she, you know, got the pain. She had the pain in her back. I was um, in New York. I was a couple of years ago, and I was I was um, facilitating a workshop, and the workshop was actually on the power of language. And one of the participants was a uh, delightful lady who'd been in her early 60s, possibly. She looked in robust health, and she, she shared a very powerful story. She said that she'd always enjoyed great health. You know, she she ate well, she exercised, she had really good health. But she, over the years, she used a phrase, and this phrase would just come out of her mouth whenever anyone was telling her a was sharing a story that was a sad story, uh-huh. um, a hard luck story. This lady would say, my heart breaks for you. Ah, oh. This was her phrase that she used. And this lady said, she said, I've used this phrase unthinkingly for years and years. She said, two months ago, I was diagnosed with a heart murmur. I created that with my emotion and my words. And most of us unwittingly say things, we think things, we emote in certain ways that actually creates a lot of damage to our energy system. And when the energy system is damaged sufficiently over time, then the physical body eventually becomes ill.
0: Well, Chapter 15 in your book, I mean, you really come right at us with this chapter. Uh, It's as you think, so it is. And, and you, you, you have a quote here from Buddha, and, and, and it's, we are what we think with our thoughts, mm-hmm. we make the world. And that is something that used to be, uh, conceptually presented for the few, a handful of people. Maybe the Dalai mm-hmm. Lama, who knows. But now yeah. that conversation is becoming more and more mainstream.
1: Absolutely. You know, recently I read in one of the newspapers that a a study had uh, been conducted by one of the major medical hospitals. It may have been the John Hopkins, but I'm not quite sure. But what it said was that 85% of all physical illness can be attributed to emotional beliefs and thoughts. Um, Personally, I believe it's about 99% that emotions, and emotions basically come out of thoughts. Everything you know starts with a thought and mm-hmm. our, and our emotions come with that, come from our thoughts and and so you know we most of us create our our very sick illnesses through our belief systems and through our thoughts um, and if we can change our language usage so that we actually become more aligned with a higher purpose, you know. For example, if I if I were to say to you, "Pat, Doctor Pat, you are the best person that I I've ever met," and then silently think to myself, "Oh, I don't really like you very much," yeah. <laughs> there would be a huge conflict. Can you see there will be a huge conflict? Huge, in right? In what I'm saying and what I'm thinking, right? Uh, there there will be a conflict in what I'm doing and in what I'm feeling. Now people do this daily. There, is, there isn't a consistency in their, their thoughts, their, their speech, their emotions and their actions. And by working with the energy model that I've outlined in my book, I'm, I'm really hammering it that once people start to make these conscious changes to their thoughts and their emotions, then everything begins to change.
0: And, you know, Benti, thank you so much for talking about this because, you know, there, there are the examples that, you know, you've just um, so wonderfully described for our listeners. And then there are other examples, things that we... I made a statement today on air, and I got a call later about it because, you know, one of the individuals said, you know, what you presented, I really got. And what I said today was that, you know, for me, um, the the more aware I get and the more in tune I get, the more difficult it becomes for me to detect some of my own limiting beliefs. And so what I said on air today was that, you know, my limiting beliefs are now showing up in drag. You know, they are appearing as one thing and really another. So it gets a little bit more difficult. It's very seductive. Oh, yeah. Very seductive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in, in, in reading your book, I mean, there are some things that we use. One example is, there, I hear this all the time, there's not enough time.
1: Mm-hmm. There's awesome. not enough
0: everyone uses that. It doesn't matter what you're doing. There's never enough time.
1: Yeah, and that's so true. When you say there is never enough time, that is what you get. And you know, my my guidance taught me this: that basically, stop looking at the clock. Exactly. Stop. Stop thinking there is not enough time, and say to yourself, "I have all the time in the world that I need to complete this task." You know. It may be that a report has to be prepared, or you know, an article written, and I'm thinking, oh, I've only got half a day. Well, let go of that thought and just go in and just know that I have all the time. And it's amazing when you change that thinking, you do have all the time. It's really it's like interesting. Time. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely time right. Slows down. Yeah, time
1: slows down.
0: Time does slow down, and, and I want to invite everyone out there to really take a look at this. I mean, what are you carrying as we move into 2007? What kind of stuff are you carrying with you? Another comment was made to us today was very interesting. Someone said, well, you know, uh, this time of year is really not good for sales and advertising. And, you know, the comment comes out, and I'm just looking, now, wait a minute. I, I can really choose to believe that, or we can all decide that this is going to be the most fabulous advertising month that we've ever had and every part of this is about choice when you work with individuals Benty, and when you do your one-on-one work and i want to remind everyone you're welcome to call in and have a conversation with Benty now and you can do that at the toll-free number which is 877-876-5227 we'll connect you right online live and Benty will be able to work with you to help you kick off 2007 but my question is, you know, when we're in conversation, when you're working with people one-on-one, how do you sift through the layers of what some people would call uh, untruth or disbelief, and all of the all of the things that are that are showing up as obstacles, you know, stopping people from actually receiving their greater good? What
1: is it that you're able to to cue in on? Let me tell you something, Dr. Pat. All right. I don't, I don't really know because when I'm working with a client, I'm, work, I'm fully guided by my non-physical friends. The words just come out of my mouth. It's just like I work with a higher knowing, a higher awareness, and literally people talk and, and straight away it's just like I'm able to go right to the core of the issue or the matter and then to begin to unravel from there. At the end of the session, I don't remember what was said or what was done. Mm. Yeah, and my 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 clients have become accustomed to this, and they know very well that uh, they have to remind me. And and once they mention something to me, you know, it's a month later, then oh yeah, that's right. But I really work in an altered state of consciousness, and I'm working with some pretty powerful non-physical beings. Uh, surgeons and physicians and so on. So it's not that I do something consciously. I, I trust that whatever is happening is for the the individual's highest good and that I'm working with their higher self, with their spirit guides, my spirit guides. Yeah. You know, I wanted
0: to ask you uh, about intuition. It's a It's a term that has come up a lot I think I've heard the term intuition used more last year than uh, most of my life and it will continue to be a term that I think that people use if if each and every one of us is willing to accept the fact that each of us has that talent. When I talk about intuition and when I when I you know use reference to that term, I wanted to ask you Benty, I wanted to ask you how strongly do you believe intuition is uh is the guiding principle in life and do people, people that are listening to the show, you know, what level do they have available to them to get guidance for their own lives?
1: That's a really interesting question because the first time I ever became aware of the word of intuition was when I was working in the education sector as a resource and master teacher and at that time the Myers-Briggs um, type Indicator was widely used to assess personality types, and I'm sure you're aware of the Myers Briggs. Yes, I am. And yeah, and on that, when I did the assessment, uh, I was my my intuitive side is right. You're you're either a sensate, you know, which is a uh, person who feels things, or you're an intuitive, or something like that. And my intuition was right off the far end, and uh, the person who did the assessment and the scoring and so on said she'd never seen one that high. Now I'm not sure whether that one's intuition is innate or it's learned, but I suspect that you do, we do come in with a degree of intuition. Every one of us has it to some extent, but whether we have a lot of it or we just have a small amount of it, you know, I can't say. But I do believe that we can develop it, and and that it's important to develop it because it's it's the intuition, for example, that says to you. As you come into the traffic lights, even though the light is green, slow down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and you slow down, and then a car is just coming across the intersection, and they're 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 going through the red light. That is it. We all have that intuition. It's the intuition that will save us and will lead us, you know, into different directions. But you know, I, I do believe it's very important because it's the intuition that tells us what foods that are best for us and which ones our body, don't like, our body doesn't like. It's our intuition that says, hey, I really like this person I've just met or, or, or maybe there's something I need to be wary of. Um, and I've learned and my, many of my clients will say the same thing that when you listen to your intuition, it often doesn't make much sense but ultimately the outcome is much better than you could ever have planned. Whereas if you listen to the logical um, ego and the consciousness, you, can, you end up screwing up. Every time I've ignored my intuition, I screw up. And, and my clients say the same thing too.
0: I totally am getting a dose of that. As a matter of fact, during this show, and I, I, I hope the, the the staff at BBS are listening, I just received an email uh, from an individual that said that, you know, uh, they went to the website and they're looking at the website and the website I uh, has a um uh, a reminder up there and it, it it kind of says that uh um that the show is not really playing that it'll be on in a in a few minutes or something. I'm not sure what the message is on the homepage of BBS radio. Mm-hmm. But the woman uh just sent me an email and she said, "You know, I saw that message and I decided to tune in anyway because I knew that you were on the air." And and so it's funny that we're having this conversation about intuition, and I'm not really sure what the message is on the homepage of BBS Radio, but I'm sure that the folks in the studio will look at that. And isn't that a perfect example of what we're talking about? You know, here is a message that's going across the homepage on BBS Radio that's saying that the program is not airing yet, and yet this woman intuitively hit the uh, the button to listen live knowing mm-hmm. that the show would be on. I mean, isn't yeah. this what we're talking about?
1: Absolutely. It's a perfect example. It couldn't be any better, actually. <laughs> and, you know, the more that we listen to our intuition, the more we've, we come to know the truth of many things rather than listening to the logical side of, um, of an argument or to listen to the logic of following a certain course of action the logic doesn't always work. And I really believe that as we are in a time of increasing vibrations, the intuition will work more and more for us the more we learn to trust it. Well, you know,
0: Benti, this is, this, is, this, this is very powerful. This is very powerful. And really the invitation for everyone out there is uh, that we all, each of us, can create the lives that we desire. This is really yeah. a year to step up and really claim the power that you have, the power within. You know, Bentie Hansen, I want to thank you for joining me today, and I wanted to make sure that folks that you know, the book is called The New World of Self Healing, and it would be great if you could give out your website and how people can contact you if they want to, uh, to conduct a session with you.
1: Thank you very much for that, Dr. Pat. My website is www.dynamicenergyhealing.net. And there are emails all over the website, so you know. And I do I do check my emails regularly, so uh, you know that's the best way of contacting me.
0: Well, this is fabulous. I really want to uh, thank you for joining me today. And and as we get to wind down here, uh, what kind of messages do we want to leave for individuals? We talked about a lot today, and you know, mostly with the theme of trust. And um and I wanted to ask you, uh, how can we leave our our listeners with an action
1: that they can take for their lives with an action um, and along with a thought if that's okay we've talked about trust but we are coming we are in a time of change and i would say to that it's important to be accepting change comes in some of it's going to be comfortable some of it will be very challenging but ultimately if you begin by taking one step and trusting what's right for you during the change process. Because believe you me, we are all going through a change process at the moment. If you trust, if you take that one step and you trust that you are taking the right step, even if it feels uncomfortable, then you are well and truly on the way to making some fairly profound transformations in your life. Wow, well, thank you. Thank you, Bente Hansen. Not. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's been a pleasure. It's wonderful.
0: And uh, thank you all for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is our Street Smart Spirituality Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for all the folks, all the help at bbsradio.com. And again, I want to mention the book is The New World of Self-Healing. Uh, this is by Bente Hansen. The website is, uh, is www.dynamicenergyhealing.net. Check it out and reclaim your life. Reclaim the life that you want. You deserve it. You are powerful and magnificent, and that's what I want to leave you with as we kick off a fabulous year, a year where each and every one of us are going to be asked to step up to a new level of trust, a new energy vibration. And the question is going to be, are you ready for it? I know you're ready for it. Join me, join our listeners in taking that next step and create the life that you want I'm Dr. Pat Basili. I am the host of The Dr. Pat Show. For more information about all the stuff that I'm doing, uh, we're on the year 11 hours live a week. You can go to www.thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com. And until next week, remember that you are truly blessed and magnificent and can create the, the life that you desire for yourself. Until next week, make yourselves a fabulous, fabulous week. We'll see you then. BBSradio.com